No. God damn it. Okay. All right. Thank fuck you got rid of the micro, uh, the metronome. We don't need to we speak in cadence. He does not need. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Two. The we first were. episode of <laughs> the, the worst, worst podcast, podcast of all time. time. My name's Timely. My name is Iggy. We are your hosts, coming to you live from the palatious couch on Robin Street. Yeah, I don't know what palatious means, but... Palatial. Um, what palatial. does it mean? So palatial <laughs> comes from the word palace. So it is something that oh, yeah, this is in a palace. palace. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I feel like... Absolutely. Definitely. I'm, like a... I'm, I'm feeling palatial. Palatial. Um, <clears throat> here in Houston, Texas, we are best friends. We work together. We do improv together. Um, we... we do stand-up. Separately. We just stand up separately from, well, yeah, yes. not together, but no, separately from no, everything else and yeah. each other. Yes. Um, well, so we, and we carpool together. Yes. <laughs> and so we, we do, and we do not have sex. That's how you know we're actually married. And, and that, that's not, the, the joke is our friendship's <laughs> so <is> platonic, <laughs> it's almost like we're married. And it took less than a minute for, uh, <laughs> to bring up that we're not fucking. For the joke, uh-huh. for, the, for the obvious joke. Um, so we're. Our, our goal, I feel like, for this podcast, um, and it's what we're going to figure out, I feel like, through this first episode, uh, it's just talk. This is how we, these are our regular-ass conversations, and because of that, there will be a lot of niche things, there will be a lot of things that you maybe don't get the first time you hear it. I definitely when, don't, so I'll ask him to explain it. Fair. And he doesn't understand how things come out of my mouth, so it because works. Because you don't know what you're saying. That's also time. true. Uh, we're, I think we're both really funny. I think we're both really smart, really creative, all the things. But when we get in the same room, it's terrible. So let's start talking about the things room. that happened this week. The elephant in the room. And, yeah. By that, I mean my... Um, very recently fertilized Jesus uterus. Christ. I can't do anything about. It. Just kidding. No, it was not practice safe sex because that is your only option. We um, live in Texas. We live it's in a Texas. bad place. So now, like the rest of the United States is kind of hopping on what like the drug we hopped on. I don't know. A few months feels like it was a few months ago. It's probably more than that. I don't know. When did Texas uh, uh, ban abortions? Texas banned abortion, if I remember right. Oh, I was still working at, I was still working with my buddy JD, so that would have been almost a year ago. They tried to. Yeah. So what they did was they cut funding to Planned Parenthoods, and they cut funding to a lot of clinics that could provide uh, specific services, so to speak. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, 100%. me and my mom actually do a lot of work for, uh, or we used to, she, she did a lot more than I, um, this uh, organization called Kaysen that mainly focused on um, providing transportation to abortions to people who are like, you know, say oh, like really two cool. hours away, like in the middle of nowhere or something yeah. like that, or they just don't have transportation or, or someone on their side yeah. or anything like that. So my mom would uh, volunteer to actually go pick up um, different women um, from around and whatever their situation may be, bring them into town, host them kind of for the day, and yeah. be their person for That's for awesome. That. So That's really, really cool. Now we can't do awesome things anymore. Because, I mean, no, we it's can't just harder. do awesome things. It's just harder, and the drive is longer. Yeah. That is the problem. Now, I mean, now you'd have to go out of state and maybe out of... <laughs> 
dump on out of state to Mexico because it's a separate mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. governmental state. Yeah, 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 no. thing, yeah. These jokes uh, are not going to get one better. of my old employees actually. Um, he messaged me like not too long ago. Uh, actually, no, the uh, the actual abortion ban in uh, in Texas didn't take place. Um, and it was, it must have been around like at the beginning of this year because I remember one of my, uh, uh, employees messaging me and being like, I need to take a trip to Louisiana. Oh boy. And I was like, I already know, like, I feel like knew what the, I, that meant. And I, I felt, uh, privileged. I feel like to be a woman in charge, letting my male, uh, employee go, you know, take care of. <laughs> oh my God. His, his, I, I can't guess, believe his this civic is your duty. Um, All right, no, that's that's fair. Like, way to empathize, but also like, man. Well, I mean, I feel like I I wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily going to like every single one of my male bosses before and being like, hey, I need to take a trip to Louisiana, because now like I used man. to be able to need a couple days off for like a sick, like, yeah. you know, you could do that because it's down the street, it's you know, it's in the same, yeah. but now I have to be like, hold on, I need like man, I need that's... the whole weekend off to go deal with this fucking oh, thing that already man. cost me about $500. Yeah, that's... So that, that was my thing. I was like, I'm really glad that you feel comfortable and I'm not the person who's going to be like, you know, because now that was also right whenever like the award, reward came out. Uh, oh, him, yeah, like, like for, yeah. Texas, so he was trusting that you weren't going to like call in on, what is it, 10K? Yeah, 10K, right? 10K! Alright, for 10K, I will just call that line and tell them Ted Cruz's third mistress you know, the one from the incest porn that he shared on Twitter? Mm, mm-hmm. That she is getting an abortion at Ted Cruz's, like, behest. I think you need, like, a receipt. I mean, I don't know if I need a receipt. I just want him to have a bad time. Like, <laughs> we all want Ted Cruz. Yeah, like, Ted, Ted Cruz is just, like, the smarmiest. Oh, God. This isn't even about My his policies. You, oh, okay. Oh, your your on, delivery is here. Oh, I don't know how to pause this no, timely. This is, God, you know that feeling when you're at the grocery store and you're a little kid and then your mom says, oh, just just watch the cart for a minute. I'm going to go get ice cream because I didn't want to get it earlier. It would melt while we were going through the store. And then she disappears. And you start putting your groceries up on the conveyor belt because you know that that's what you're supposed to do. And then they're all there. And the cashier has started scanning. And you're getting closer and closer to the cashier jokingly asking you to pay, but you don't know that he's joking. And so you start freaking out and, oh, thank God, she's back. As we were saying. Are you saying, telling a joke? No, no, no. I was, I was biding time, as oh, you were saying. Okay. Um, I was biding time. Lee, ha, ha. You've never heard not, that joke don't before. Don't bite me. Uh, don't <laughs> no. bite me. Uh, let's see. I don't remember what I was saying. Other things that have happened this week. Uh, you were talking about how uh, your male employee trusted you. Oh, yeah. To take, and then we went off onto that Ted Cruz tangent. Oh, yeah. Where just, we all agree that, like, it's not even about his policies, really. Even all of that aside. If Ted Cruz came into to your restaurant, would you serve him? Man. <clears throat> I've had actual, like, like meat. Like, yeah. like my, my friends who are servers, like, have had this like, very conundrum like yeah, a couple of times because on the one hand like i want nothing to do with ted cruz but on the other hand um fuck ted cruz yeah so i guess i probably wouldn't however uh i haven't really been in a situation where that has been my decision yeah before you know what i mean so like if 
if somebody up higher on the totem pole says, hey, their money is green and we're not going to like make a scene out of excluding somebody, then I will grit my teeth and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. my had, instinct like, is like, no. Like, I think, like, um, he goes to Papa's and stuff like that whenever he's in, oh. uh, Houston. Or, like, you know, one, one of the Landry's Papa's type situation. And I've had certain friends who served there and have been like, Ted Cruz is at my fucking job today and I ain't a fucking <laughs> And I'm like, dude, that's like, imagine you're just, like, sitting there you think you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> Bro, you thought you were having a bad day. I had to, I had to look at Ted Cruz in person. In person. Bruh. I got stuck in the elevator with him one time. Oh my god, did he did he molt? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him much since then. So like I, I I think conspiracy theories in general are just what's your favorite one? Dumb. Okay, like I'll tell no, you mine. What's your I don't have one? a favorite one. I, I love them. like I just their existence upsets me because it well, feels to me like it's it is a person choosing the comfort of an obvious fairy tale over the hard truth of the fact that there is nothing really out there guiding us in any way, shape, or form, and we have mm-hmm. to take ultimate responsibility for not just our choices, but the situation that the situations that we generate for the people around us that then influence their choices, right? Like, we're, we are part of a web. And we, but a conspiracy theory does just that, just with the completely wrong information. Yeah, but they start with stupid shit. That's the problem. They start with things that are easily... Or sorry, not easily disprovable, but almost the opposite, impossible to disprove, mm-hmm. right? So as soon as it's you start like that, with like, something... Like most, like, like, it's like it's a form of gaslighting. That's exactly right. what it is. It's intellectual. They are intellectually gaslighting themselves. And they then intellectually gaslight the rest of us. And who hasn't been in a semi-abusive relationship and fallen for that some of that shit before? And then winds up you wind up empathizing with. Oh, yeah, I saw I spent my entire last, like, last one half you're doing where you sit there. I don't know. I feel like you think for a long time, like, you're like, I'm someone who has a handle and grasp on reality. Like, I can not be just, like, manipulated, manipulated honestly. Yeah. And and then you're sitting there, but it, like, it, 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 it's, it, it goes as deep as you are a good person. So, it, or not even, a, I think a good person is too much. But if you care a lot, uh... I, I still don't think that that, so... You can get yeah, manipulated like, like, even further a, and it becomes a even good, blurrier. A good person, I do think, looks at the potential of, I can either help a person that doesn't deserve to be helped, right? Well, you don't see that. Or, then. no, no, like, in, like thought I'm experiment, sorry. right? Yeah. Thought experiment, right? You see the, your type 1 and type 2 error are, I either fail to help a person that needed my help mm-hmm. or I help a person that didn't need slash didn't deserve my help. Yes. Right. And a, I think a fundamentally good person will make that second mistake more often than the first. I believe so. And, and that's true, but man, it's depressing. It's disappointing. You're eating during our like podcast recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think the microphone is going to catch any sort of chewing. You don't think it's going to affect it's any just... of like our actual All right, guys, we're gonna capacity go for, a break. for a conversation. It's you gonna just... be... And as we were saying... We're uh, back. I ate my food. So, big, big things going on, actually. 
here's an interesting question. Actual, so you've been in the industry for how long now? Um, since I was, I should not do that. Since I was 15 and I'm 24 now, it's nine years. Nine years, okay. In just nine years, how much like have you seen the industry change? Like COVID has been wild for for the food service industry, yeah. right? Like we're we both work in restaurants. How like what is the clearest thing that you've seen change in those nine years? Because also like you've become an well a lot closer to being an adult. Yeah, no, adult, uh, uh, you know. I'm getting there. Um, I mean, it depends because I've been for for COVID. It's been, it's a, I mean. You could talk about it as a server, as a manager, or a restaurant as a whole. Um, for servers, I think the main thing that changes is that all, uh, most restaurants are leaning toward tip pools now. Um, while back in the day, uh, you used to be able to run your section, and if you're not to run your section, that was yours. Um, so it's almost like different like counties within a state? I mean, yeah. If, if that I makes mean, sense. I mean, you show up, and it's like whoever's fucking first server to show up, you get to pick your first section, you get to pick which one you want. You should get a four five or depending on how big the restaurant is uh, table inside the same section outside so there's like a real incentive to like get there early i guess if there was that much of a difference yeah, between I didn't. like so i'm not saying that like people it was really did but there was oh okay, like who was mind. scheduled like as open because okay, that, that okay, person's okay. gonna get cut early and then we're gonna absorb that section too at the end of the night okay, okay. so um there, yeah yeah so um that i feel like is one of the main ones also um Rising to dose, I have a whole other quandary with that. As a consumer, that's I live off of it. <laughs> As a worker, I want it to burn down. Oh um, my god, yeah. Uh, because I don't like. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, this is the conversation. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I a lot of those companies like Uber Eats, uh, favorite, DoorDash, yada, yada, yada. They take a lot. Uh, not really favorite, because favorite's like actual third-party delivery system. So I kind of fucks with favorite in that uh, degree. Um, but they take a lot, uh, out of like small businesses who just want to get their food out, you know, to people. This is what, that's very common in the restaurant. You can't really be a restaurant without being get, on Uber Eats or door door well, yeah, to-goes. Especially, especially with COVID. Especially during COVID. Yeah, because and you could only do to-goes. So it was creeping up. Do you think, took over. so I didn't notice this in Houston and I don't remember reading articles about it. I'm surprised that more, uh, Restaurants didn't do some sort of like delivery system the way that uh, uh, I ran a pizza shop for a while. So well, like we had like I feel like pizza only, lends itself to that very well, but and we're one of the still like there's uh, like not even um, I know pepperoni still has their own pizza delivery driver. Uh, I like pepperonis. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, they're good on pizza. They're good. I I, I used to live right by. Uh, so like I I worked in the pizza industry for like three and a half almost four years and mind you again i am 24 so yeah i still don't understand your timeline yeah, no, no, uh, i don't either yeah. I, I worked i worked a lot of jobs at the same time i've worked about 40 hours a week so you are actually 15. a 24 year old with 35 years of experience yeah so it's like, no, yeah no. you're perfect for this entry-level <laughs> office yeah job. It's, it's incredible, it's incredible. You'll, do, the only one. you'll do great it's still saying i'm qualified uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, no, but uh, so like with with pizza, that's kind of I don't know. It's it's it depends. Delivery drivers don't get treated right either, really. Delivery drivers. Well, service industry people in general don't get treated <laughs> right treat, by just customers. Don't like, honestly, actually, in the no, world, 
I mean, yeah, like front right. front facing. If your job involves dealing with people directly, you're probably not treated well enough on average. I don't think. Like yeah. dealing with customers, no, maybe. like not not like an equivalent from another company. So or some I, shit. I went to a hotel restaurant management school for like uh, two or three months uh, at U of H at the Hilton College, okay. and um, I really I enjoyed it. I liked it, uh, but Harvey happened at the same time, and oh, uh, yeah. I just I didn't yeah I didn't yeah. go back after Harvey. We can I'm gonna just blame it on her, but. Uh, one of the things that was really surprising, I was I didn't really ever think about hotels. Whenever I knew I've, I've been passionate about hospitality since I uh, was young as fuck, um, but I never really thought about like hotels as that being a thing. So I was really confused about some of the classes I had to take. But one of the things that really stuck out for me, and I'll always remember this, is like one of the professors talking about um, certain hotels uh, have a um, like like a discount or whatever they give free therapy sessions to all their like maids to their, their employees like to, to, all uh, of their employees or just like specific full-time ones uh, no to specific well what he was talking about was specifically their maids because the most uh, people the like highest statistic of people who find people who kill themselves are oh, in hotels. People go to hotels. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. And that's something that's, that's like, dark. Yeah. That's very dark. But like, if, and that there's the extreme of dealing with people being someone being a dick being like, I ordered a fucking cheeseburger. Right, yeah. Like versus, suddenly, and that still has like that, that traumatic effect, but also but to the point of imagine, your maid who opens up and fuck, finds a fucking like dead person every Sunday, bro. But like, imagine somebody like with their, with my final act, I'm just gonna ruin this person's day. Just boom, like somebody else, and then you go, like. I mean, uh, that's the like. Thing please about. don't kill yourself, that's just in general, about. like whoever suicide, you are. Oh, oh, you th you think suicide <laughs> is is not a rational action? I mean, I'm mostly inclined to agree with you. I mean, right? Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Uh, well, I have plenty of opinions on that. I don't really want to talk about. But today, like, even if you have days. I mean, even if you have the ideation. I think I, some people. Well, no, we're not going to talk about suicide I on mean, this podcast. Uh, Moving on. All right. Um, <clears throat> but um, taking care of your employees who take care of your yeah. pretty much your profit and your product. The one I was talking uh, to my dad who lives in Corpus Christi. The other day, and he was noticing they went to Austin for his uh, girlfriend's um, birthday. He's like, "Man, the main thing." He's like, "I didn't really like all Austin's food. I didn't really like all Austin's beer." He's like, "But the service was un fucking parallel." And he was like, "That's a whole other product on its own." And I think we've been having that conversation a lot, where it's this, 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 the three pillars: it's that's the food, the drink, the service. The service. And that, and that, that got lost during COVID, but that is why I do this. I think that got lost during COVID, but it also got that much more it transformed. appreciated, mm -hmm. I want to say, because we've seen, we've seen companies uh, that treat their employees very well. Uh, we've seen companies that treat their employees very poorly. And for the most part, in the small, like, the small restaurants that I've seen that are doing well, are the ones that tend to treat their employees like understand that I can if I give cook one this weekend off I'm screwed this weekend right but but 
I'm giving him this weekend off because I know that it's, I don't know, his girlfriend's birthday. So hey, do that, have a good time, and then I don't have to worry about the other 51 no, weekends in the year. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. What happens when you show someone? Yeah. It's crazy. Because we've both worked for companies that care about their employees mm-hmm. a lot. We've both worked for companies that didn't. Yep. You know, and at least like my first couple jobs, I worked for people that cared about me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I almost took it for granted that, oh, that's right. Like people are decent. So people in the restaurant industry are all going to be decent. And then you find situations <laughs> where, unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, that's, I mean, but uh, I started working in the restaurant industry when I was like, I saw my first job, I worked in a food truck. Uh, it was a juice truck when I was 15. And um, we went out different places during the week, festivals, yeah. events, and that, that was the first job. Your first job? Um, Mine was Freebirds in nice. College Station. Yeah, nice. yeah. And then after that, I became uh the like hostess um and like food runner for like one of the best like and first craft craft cocktail bars in houston at the time we had like three four hour like long brunches and we uh like like waits for our brunches uh like every weekend and um we had a fucking blast and so i met and a lot of people who are very successful in the restaurant industry started out there You'll see it in every one, every single person's resume. And so I feel, A, very honored to kind of have my start there. But that's, like, I was thrown in, like, not even just, like... Straight into the deep end. But straight into, like, the deep end. Like, this is the industry. Did you have any real, like, training at those jobs? Or was it very much a sink or swim type thing? Because at least for me, I... My first job in a kitchen, uh, I helped open up a Mexican restaurant downtown. And... Actually, the guy who is my roommate now, uh, who is out for the summer, taught me how to literally dice an onion nine years ago. Because I didn't go to school for this, and they were just like, oh, yeah, let's let's see if this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember being taught by people who cared about my, uh, my growth as a cook. Straight no, out the gate. Like, did you have that yeah, luck too? Because no, I, like, that's I was luck very, for us. Very cute and stupid 16 year old girl with a bad fucking mouth. So, yeah, I got it taken care of. But, God, I, uh, I feel like when you say that, it could have gone in a wildly different, darker it, direction. Well, so. I know. But, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like, I feel like I grew up really fucking, really fucking fast working in the restaurant industry. That's fair. Um, but I also feel like it taught me how to learn how to like deal with so many different people. I like, I don't, I don't even know like who I would be. Cause like, I, I always say that, uh, the word, the job I've ever, uh, the job I've had that people have yelled at me the most at is being a hostess. When I was like way really? younger, I have never had. I've been, you know, the GM, AGM, like well, once server, you're, I feel like once you're a manager, people are less likely to yell at you because you are able to provide a solution. Yeah, no, right? even like so. The other time, so like as a server, never like I've had people upset, uh, but I've never been like yelled at. And as a hostess, I think it's people are like super angry. So so like. You know, being 16, being yelled at by, like, a grown fucking man, like, because, like... Who does that? So, they're, my favorite story is, like, um, <clears throat> this guy comes up, and he's, uh, I have, busy as fuck, two-hour wait for brunch on a Sunday, 
And uh, there's a few tables that are open, but with reservation signs on the table. Right, so you can't just see so, a random person. No, because they they're in. coming in. And also, and, sometimes, even if there isn't a reservation sign, you're trying to hold things so that all the tickets don't come in at once for the kitchen. And sometimes you're holding I, things I, so I you do don't double that, see but I would a never, server. Yes. No, yes, like yes, yes. but that's the thing. There are oh, other no, rationales aside. No, but, well, I, hey, no, no, I get that. But part of that is ticket pacing. Perfect. Well, yeah, my servers are not how to do that. They should, but and realistically, I yes, but have they at every job you've had? <laughs> so really sometimes good. we all gotta help each other. Uh, out. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. no, no, no. But he comes up and he's like, uh, "You're really gonna turn away uh, guaranteed service for a reservation?" And my smart-ass 16-year-old self, I was like, that's the fucking definition of reservation. <laughs> because anybody anybody can take the reservation, right? The real the real arts is to hold the reservation. The reservation. And that is a Seinfeld reference. I don't understand Seinfeld. God, you, I don't, oh, I'm I don't so get sad. It. I don't get it. I'm so um, sad. But, yeah, I got yelled at real hard. That, that was ridiculous. Um, and then I'm like, so, so I feel, um, I don't know. Rush. I, 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 then they trained me on my 18th birthday. Uh, my the day before my 18th birthday, they had me take my TABC on my phone behind the hostess stand, so I could oh, serve. so, like the so next... I could serve the next day. Yeah, on I mean, my birthday. So I worked my nice. 18th birthday, but I got to serve finally. That's actually that's pretty cool. Yeah, like that is, And I've been waiting for it since I was 16. That I worked is honestly there for two years. a pretty cool story, bro. And you should tell it again. But, like, not sarcastically. It's just a cool story. Thanks. I'm no, happy yeah. for you. Thanks. Uh, that was the first place. Uh, yeah. That was the first barbecue place I worked. I remember a uh, notable birthday that I worked. I worked. So, my birthday's on St. Patrick's Day, which means that. Oh, yeah. When I was at. So, I my first job was Tex Mex Restaurant Bar downtown. And. That St. Patty's Day, I I can't remember like exactly what happened, but I do know that it was one of those moments that I was like, oh, this is the professionalism in some of these industries is measured differently, mm -hmm. right? Like if you can still do your job in spite of let's call them adverse conditions, mm -hmm. that is somehow a plus. And I remember seeing it for the first time. He's like, we didn't need He's fucking like, sweaters when we walked to school. It's like, but we have them. Yeah, though. like we can, we can, we can do this. We can afford a sweater, at least one for the family. Like, like <laughs> wow, I remember, and I remember I worked, uh, I lived in Martha's Vineyard for a year. And we didn't have ventilation in our kitchen. Uh, we had a fan. We had some windows, right? So we did get to see the sunlight, which was nice. Uh, but I remember I being... I don't know if I've ever seen a kitchen with windows. At, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, actually. We had a view directly to the sunset over the ocean. I'm so Beautiful. confused. I'm, I'm going through every kitchen Absolutely. I know in my brain right now. They don't now. have them. Cooks will go 12 hours without seeing sunlight. That's why you find me wandering. Actually, no, I, that's I why I started smoking it. at 16. Oh, that's depressing, yeah. but I understand it. Yeah, I just wanted to go look at the sun. Yeah, yeah, must be. Must be nice. Some of us have to cook. <laughs> Who do you think I got my cigarette from when I was 16? Hey, oh, man. 
Uh, but no, I remember we didn't have ventilation and I was running the pass. And I remember seeing on my meat thermometer that at the pass during service, once everything was on, we had a live fire grill. Uh, once everything was on at the pass, we were at about 115 degrees Fahrenheit. I went from about 170 to 128 uh -uh. by the end of the summer. Uh, yeah, I am back at like my healthy normal weight. But I remember that happening and just thinking, this is, I don't think I can do this again. <laughs> so I came back to Texas because it was less hot in the kitchen. That's fucking, you're yeah. the only one. Well, that's the thing. Like In Texas, we all know, oh, it's hot as shit. We have to make sure our kitchen is ventilated. Yeah, that's Up in the Northeast, they're like, I mean, yeah, it's hot for a season, but then it's cold for a season. And another season. Just remember and another season. What, it's eight months of winter. Oh my god, take me away. Just just remember what you felt like a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need new beers. So we're gonna get new beers. Now. I'll I'll Okay, we're back. Wait, wrong we are back. Let's get the AS <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, one I got beer on my laptop. And two. And one. And two. two. And one, and two. I don't know what that was. Um, so that's how uh, that's how my boy JD and I used to uh, sip buzz balls. That was our oh, yeah, that yeah. was our system. We would like count it off one and two and one and two. And actually, when so when JD and I realized that he was going to be moving to Seattle, uh, he told me that he wanted to see my family. Because he is a family friend, so my uh, my mom and my sister uh, came to visit, and we actually had a buzz ball with them in the walk-in. And the thing is, like, my mom has never worked in a restaurant in her life. Your mom chugged so a buzz ball. She didn't. No, no, no. She tried to. Right. Like oh my, my mom, God. my mom, my sister each had their own buzz ball, and they both managed to drink like a third, a half of it, That's so cute. and then we're just I done. Love that for you. And yeah. so JD and I finished those off, and. Yeah, then a while later, he uh, he left for Seattle, and we still talk, actually, about, about once a month now. Nice. Schedule, schedule allowing. Nice. I've been spilling beer on my electronics a lot lately. That's not good. No. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I get a lot of, like, good, good like, creative work done when I'm drunk. I don't... Is that right drunk, edit sober? People say that. Right drunk, edit sober is a good one, but I do also think that uh, for a lot of people in creative fields, we we allow ourselves to overindulge. And yeah, but we don't actually make better art when we overindulge. No, I'm not trying I to think make it. No, see, I use this to, for the perform. For I, I usually actually, I guess maybe I'm lying. For me, I usually get drunk when I perform. You know that. When I, like, yes. I write my jokes usually um, during the day, in the morning, or just like when I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, like usually that kind of like, stuff like and, this. Will... Um, but like when I, I spilled beer on my iPad when I went on stage yesterday. Like I said, I feel like it was. Uh, I haven't been on stage or stand up without like my notes next to me because I'm incredibly ADHD and forget what I'm talking about all the time. Like right now, right? Like. 
don't do that. You're gonna <laughs> it's gonna work. And, though. No, that's, that's my and, favorite part. Uh, and so I feel like it was really um, kind of like universe, quote unquote, like pushing me to like act like like forcing me to take my notes away for the first half of it. And like my so I mean, it appeared it at work. the end, and you had you did. Have I remembered some of, some of my other jokes that like I forgot, but I and, remembered a good chunk of them without it, and I didn't think I could do that. You remembered a good chunk of them, and also at least what's helped me a lot in situations like that is I will always have, like, two or three actual long-form stories that yeah, if I, I catch myself... Too. Exactly, yeah. but, like, you catch yourself, like, oh, man, I I didn't realize the ABV on that last beer I took. Like, I need to, I need to get into something to get me, like, comfortable for the second half or so yeah. of this... No, movie. yeah, I try not to get... I, the set. drunkest I was ever, at, like, well, before me was... Your on, birthday, like, right? My birthday, yeah. yeah. And I was, like, before I was, like... Eh. Yeah, but, but you also, you had the most supportive crowd there. Yeah, like and I listened 80%. to it, and I said all the words that I was meaning to say. And that's all I could have, like, and I know you said that's just the goal anyway. Yeah, like, but, that's what you're supposed to, like, everything about, everything about the delivery, like, delivery is an entire half No, my delivery was good, but usually I'd be tripping up on my words all the time, and I didn't do that one time. I mean, you, that's fair. But also, that should be just our default goal, right? Like, oh, I said so the I should words get that more, I wanted so I should to, get to say. Very drunk. That's not what I'm saying. Because that's the only and time. No, that's but we're going. We're going back to this thing that I was saying before that we delude Obvious. ourselves. We delude ourselves into this belief that somehow uh, this particular substance will make us better. When that's not necessarily the case, it can be the case that it makes us see things from a different perspective. But I do think that when, when we're really, I think it can be a good way to gain information. But when we're actually trying to parse that information into a, why you get drunk so drunk you can't remember your punchlines? Well, because I made a mistake. That's what I'm saying. I got, but I'm not pretending that it's a thing that makes me better. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. I'm not pretending it's a thing that makes me better. I mean, I do the exact same thing. But I recognize that I also let myself do that because I don't take it seriously as a career path for myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe if I... Maybe if I really like decided so professionally, sober, I wanted to be. If you were sober, you could a be a famous comedian. No, 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 no. I'm saying if I wanted to be a famous comedian, I could be sober. Hmm? Not that doesn't necessarily mean that if I got sober, I could still yeah, be no, one. No, I, I know. I, I know, could try. I, know, I, know. I could try my absolute best and fail because that is a hard as fuck field. Oh my god, I don't know if there is a more difficult creative field than trying to come up with new jokes all the time because if you're for example let's say you're a painter right and you develop your own specific style of painting right like uh george surratt uh, is one of the fathers of pointillism right mm -hmm. if george surratt were to paint the mona lisa using pointillism it would be a different work of art it would be a reinterpretation right, right? if you are playing music Right? We have Johnny Cash covering Hurt. He didn't write that song, but he made it his own in his own way. You can't do that with jokes. Yeah, that's right? actually really There's true. no such thing as a cover artist for a comedian. No, no, that's true. So that's I mean, actually really, you every single tell. one is completely original. My joke. 
And, no, of and course you, not. I, so I was thinking about it. I was looking at uh, listening to someone the other night and being like, like there are certain topics that I feel like each comedian has a joke about. Oh yeah, like the different like men do things this way, women do things this way. There's Every a comic joke, has a, there's, there's a, a religion like, joke. Yeah. There's a there's a political joke. Whichever side of any argument you're on, there's an Amber Heard joke. There's yeah, I, I've Never Amber heard one of those before. Yeah, so... Uh, there's a pun for everything, I promise. I'm actually very proud of myself for having limited my puns. I know, me too. Yeah. Every time we've turned it off, he's like, hit me with one. Oh, so. yeah. it's. I have kept it away from the microphone. You are very welcome. We'll uh, have your own... Se- they, they, You say that, but actually, I'm just going to fill with the breaks with your puns. So. That would actually be an awesome bit. Yeah, of, so... Uh, Tell yeah. them you're sorry. No, I will do no such thing. Can't stop, won't stop. I apologize for absolutely nothing. I am proud of my terrible, terrible jokes. I got bad jokes. Y'all want to hear a joke? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> what got, you got? We got... Oh, God. Look. I think this is hilarious. Bitches be like, let's go places. What are you, a Toyota Tacoma? Yes, that was a jingle joke. I don't know why a jingle joke sounds like a pedophile. You already told that joke on or stage. You can't just insert that into a podcast. Yes, like I it's can. an interesting thing to say. No, it's I not think honestly, if you were to do that, I think that it would be the crowning and final moment of the worst podcast of all time. Okay, goodbye. Say goodbye properly. I, I don't know. I liked the uh, In Media Res. Uh, this is the first actually, episode. No. What, no, no. In Media Res means to start in the middle. Yeah. So to end that in the middle. That was a Deus Ex Machina. No, no, no. Deus Ex You Mach, were you know, a god and you pressed my button. No. <laughs> no. I regret Deus, saying that. <laughs> Deus Ex Machina. That is off the record. Deus Ex Machina is where an outside force comes in and fixes the ending. Right. This was not us fixing. That was not us fixing the ending. This would be us ending in the middle. So in media exunt. I gotta edit out all the shit that we said that we shouldn't have said. Uh, But where is it? We keep doing this, baby. Tell tell us what you think. Did you listen to it all? You didn't have to. If you did, it's kind of weird, but thanks for listening to the worst podcast of all time. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. Or hear you, I guess. Whatever.